It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? Could DeLon Wright be on his way to to Charlotte? And we're going to talk about where does Johnny Davis fit and uh, as far as the long-term plans for the Washington Wizards going forward. We're going to talk about that and more next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Brandon Scott, again with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. And we're going to chat it up and we're going to look at, um, there's been reports that DeLon Wright is rumored to be a target for the Charlotte Hornets with Dennis Smith uh, being gone and signing with the Brooklyn Nets. They need a backup point guard. And we're going to look at Johnny Davis. Where does he fit in the long-term plans for the Washington Wizards. Is he a starting material? Is he a six-man? We shall talk about that. But so let's dive right into it, E. Uh, reports have it to where uh, with the departure of Dennis Smith Jr. to the Brooklyn Nets, the Charlotte Hornets are in need of a backup point guard behind LaMelo Ball. So DeLon Wright has been a target for the Charlotte Hornets. So do you think we should or shouldn't trade him to Charlotte? And how does it alter the depth chart for the Washington Wizards if we indeed uh, decide to trade him? Uh, I love DeLon Wright. I thank you for him services for his services here. I appreciate the defense he plays. He was definitely our best defender last year. Uh, you see in the games that he played how good we were defensively, and see the games that when he didn't play, how bad uh, defensively we were, we were at the guard position. He was our best uh, point of attack defender by far. And then um, players who account for the highest percentage of their team steals, DeLon Wright was number one in the NBA with forty four point eight percent of the team of the Wizards steals. So that shows you how many steals he was. Eighteenth in steals. Total steals last year with about 92 steals, uh, something like that, uh, that I saw on basketball reference. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I would love for him to be here. If we were making a playoff push or a championship push, I think he's a great player to have as a backup point guard, as a great defender. But uh, I would definitely trade him. And I think you can get a little bit more than what you got from Monte Morris. I know it's going to be another second-round pick. Um, I'm not like – like I always say the same thing. We have a billion second-round picks. I'm not going to, you know, discredit second-round picks because there's some good players. You, you see what we got with Vucevic. Amani uh, Bates is playing really well in the summer league. I think he's going to be a good player. Gigi Jackson is playing really well. Uh, Jokic was a second-round pick. Uh, there's so many uh, – Draymond Green was a second-round pick. There's so many good second-round picks in the league that have contributed and become, you know, not if not also Herb Jones from the Pelicans, he was a, a second-round pick. So there's there's a lot of value second-round picks. You can trade second-round picks. Obi Toppin got traded for two second-round picks. KJ Martin got traded for a couple second-round picks. There's so many good players you can get uh, and trade for young talent using second round picks. So there's just more assets. You can pair the second round pick with first round pick for a good player. So you never want to discount second round picks anymore. Uh, but to the Charlotte Hornets, I think that's, a, like you said, there's a team that needs a backup point guard. And they have a lot of young players on that team that are intriguing players, young players that have a lot of potential. Um, Bryce McGowan is one of them. Nick Richards is one of them. 
Uh, James Booknight has kind of struggled, but I think he's a young guard that could possibly, you know, uh, bloom and, and improve his game and get better. I still think he has potential. Kai Jones is a young center. We need a lot of front court depth. We, it's just Gaff, Mascala, and that's really it. Vucevic. So you, you, Nick Richards is a big man that, that could help. Nick Richards has always beat up on the Wizards. He averaged eight points a game last year. So they got some young guys, not not elite young talent, but they they got some good talent that I think that you could possibly get in a DeLon Wright trade that could definitely help and, and, and help our young talent develop. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm kind of looking at it from both sides. Um, DeLon Wright, I, I love what he does on his team, man. You know, he's a leader on the second unit. Uh, he leads by example. His defense is shut. You know, we said it last year, man, that his signing was probably the best under the radar move made by the Wizards, if not the NBA. If you look at how important he was to this team, because when he was not in the lineup, you know, we struggled defensively. When, when he was in the lineup, you know, he played great defense. Um, and, and people forget he stretched the floor. You know, he was a kind of a 3D guard. You know, he, he'd be able to sit, sit out there and shoot three pointers, but he, he just leading by example and being that that tough guy on defense of the second unit really helped this team out. So as far as him mentoring young guys and being that leader on the second unit, I wouldn't mind him doing that, but you know, you already mentioned it, you know, we're not exactly in a playoff push. So if you can get value out of him, I say go for it because you know, if you look at a roster, I'm going to take a look at it real quick. If you look at a roster, they have, like you said, a lot of young pieces, man. Um, Taking a look at it right now. Nick Richards, obviously only 25 years old. He's making five million over three years. James book Knight, two-year deal 4.5 he's only 22 mark williams 7-1 center 21 years old kai jones 6-11 only 22 i mean even a good you know even further i mean you got scotty lewis we both you know we both like bryce mcgowns so they have young guys that i you know you can definitely um bring up through in the wizard system man you know bryce mcgowns but i'm saying he can play some basketball and so there's i would i would definitely welcome the move because like 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 you said they're not really in a playoff push now, his leadership, I think, is very important, especially with the young team. So this is kind of 50-50. You know, I wouldn't mind him being traded, but I wouldn't mind him staying either. But, I mean, you know, kind of looking at the depth chart, you know, hypothetically, if we move on from DeLon, do you think this kind of opens up the door for Tyus going back to that backup point guard role and maybe we see Jordan Poole at starting point guard? Uh, I, I think it could, or they would keep it the same way and have um, Tyus start at the one at the point. Jordan Poole still at the two, and then Ryan Rollins would get more of an opportunity to play because I, I said that he would hit the Jordan Goodwin role where he would be the third string guy. Now Rollins would step up and be your uh, backup to Tyus, or they could do it that way where uh, Jordan Poole could start at the one, and then um, and then I guess Corey would be at the two, or yeah, probably Corey would be at the two, and then Denny at the three, and you, you could do it that way, or maybe even Blau. Blau shows off. In uh, training camp and preseason, who knows? And you can just throw. I liked what he did in the second half, but I, I think most likely, if if Pool did start at the one, it would be Pool at the one, Corey at the two, Denny at the three for defense, and then at the four, it would be of course Kuzma, and then at the five would be Gafford, and then who knows what happens with Shamit? If another team calls for Shamit, probably trade him or po- or possible buyout. So those are the guards that we have in the roster. But I, I think they would still keep Tyus at the starting point guard position, and then Rollins would move up and be your backup point guard. Right yeah, on. no, I agree with you. And I think that brings up two important points, man. Number one, you know, looking at Rawlings playing in summer league, I think that giving him some minutes at, at back at point guard definitely, definitely would be a good decision. But two, I mean, you know, you don't necessarily have to make a concrete starting point guard. You know, depending on the matchups, you know, West Sunset can kind of miss the match. And, you know, depending on the matchups, 
you know, this team, you can play Tyus at point. You know, this team, you know, if we want to push the pace, put Jordan Poole in there. You know, he can kind of mission match. You know, you don't necessarily have to, you know, like it is with quarterback in the NFL, like this is our guy. No, you, mm. you can kind of plug and play where he seems fit as far as the matchup allows. So I think we have a lot of options. I think both Tyus and Jordan Poole both can start a point guard, and I'm cool with either one. It is They have two different play styles. You know, um, Tyus is more of a floor general. Um, Jordan Poole is more of an electrifying guy who's going to push the pace. So, again, if I'm West, man, I'm looking at the matchup and I'm saying, look, this team's not good in transition D, so I'm going I'm to roll with Jordan Poole. You know, or, you know, this team, you know, it's just a lot of options for West, man. But DeLon, like I said, him staying, he provides that leadership for a young cat, especially in the second unit. But flipping them for some young guys, I'm not against that because, again, Charlotte – has very intriguing young pieces, man. And we are in a rebuild. Now, I think this rebuild is not going to be a long one, man, because from the that kind of the body language of what's going on in the front office, they wanted, you know, this team's not going to be complete trash. Now, I'm not saying we're going to challenge for the playoffs. Now, I'm not saying we can try to get a chip and nothing, but it, we're going to be fun to watch. You know, it's not going to be unbearable basketball. You know, I think that Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma are going to be fun enough to watch and competitive enough where it's going to keep fans around this season because rebuilds aren't fun. But, you know, looking at DeLon, it's – it's intriguing. It is because you can get a couple young pieces, but that's the thing, man. You know, you can look at the plus and minuses. There's obviously plus and minuses to any trade or any deal in the NBA. You got to, you know, is the sacrifice worth it? You know, you're going to lose leadership. You're going to lose a little bit of defense by, you know, trading DeLon Wright. So you got to ask yourself, is it worth losing leadership and defensive prowess? Maybe, maybe not. So they got to weigh their options. To me, I think you win either way because if you trade them, you get young pieces. If you keep them, you're a help. You got a guy who's going to be a leader to those young guys, man. It's going to really, show, you know, lead by example and show by effort, man, because the effort's never been an issue for DeLon. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, it's 50 50. I, I would not be upset either way because I think either way kind of helps the Wizards out. So, um, next we're going to get into Johnny Davis. What is his long term fit in the 202? Before we do to this episode, is brought to you by Prize Picks. So, you're asking yourself, how does it work? Well, I'm going to tell you. You pick two to six players, and if they go score more or less in their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. That's right. I'm going to repeat it. 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you can watch. This includes the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, the NHL, PGA Golf, college football, men's and women's college basketball, soccer, the WNBA, eSports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Is that easy, safe, and fast withdrawals? Current operation in over 30 states and Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on as sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow. We are going to do a mailbag. We're going to answer all the questions you guys got. We're definitely going to talk about the offseason and 
lot of what the outlook is for this team going forward, going into the regular season. So we're going to slide into Johnny Davis, and I'm going to pull up the um, question. This is a mailbag question. You guys ask, and you shall receive. It's mailbag time. So Micaiah, and is that sadly a wizard fan? That, that that's funny. <laughs> um, his question is this: uh, With Poole, Bilal, Denny, and Kispert as the primary twos and threes on this team, where does Davis fit as a third string player? How many minutes does he actually get? Doubt he plays over those four. So what do, what do you think? He? Mm-hmm. Oh, one last thing I want to say about Delon: It's a contract year for him. He will be a free agent after the season. So even if we don't trade him now, they got to trade him before they trade deadline. They have to get some value for him, at yeah. least a second round pick. And then I forgot to say one of the most legendary second round picks in the history of the NBA, Gilbert Arenas, our very own. You know, Brandon has his jersey behind us on uh, if you're watching on YouTube. Gilbert Arenas was a second round pick. He was the 31st pick of the draft. So second round picks are valuable. They really are. Um, but to answer your question about Johnny, um, Johnny, so Johnny, where would he fit this season? I think he'll come off the bench. Um, it, it just I mean, Landry Shamet, I'm not going to say he, he just has, he's a big factor on whether Johnny plays or not. I think whether Landry Shamet is here, you know, Johnny's going to play regardless. But that, that's just another guy that's kind of in the rotation that could be on the floor. So that just gives Wes more of a chance to not play a young guy. So if Wes is really, because Wes is fighting for his job. So he's going to, he, he'll, he's, I, I do feel like he's fighting for his job. Of course, we're going to talk about the Nets coaches um, tomorrow that we just hired the new assistant coaches. Um, Wes is going to be fighting for his job. I think the whole front office, they know that this team, this roster is, is uh, not as talented as some playoff teams and, and finals finals contenders like, you know, Celtics, Bucks, Heat. But he's going to try to win. So he may – and we've seen we've seen Wes play Anthony Gill over Denny. We've seen him play Anthony Gill over some young guys. So could Shamet be that kind of guy where he's just playing Shamet over Johnny if Shamet's out there hitting threes? and knocking down shots, and Johnny's kind of struggling offensively still in the regular season. So that's the kind of thing that concern, that could concern me about um, Johnny Davis's playing time. Um, and, and, and Micah, Micaiah says that Johnny Davis is a third-string guy. So looking at the depth chart, yes, he is third-string, because if you pull up ESPN, Jordan Poole's your starter at the shooting guard position. Landry Shamet is your second-string guy, and then Johnny's your third. Um, and then they have Corey Kispert li- listed as a small forward. Corey plays a lot of small forward. And uh, Johnny plays really basically just shooting guard. So I, I do think he's going to get playing time. If I had to, you know, guess minutes, how many minutes would he get per game this year? I'd probably say around 15 to 20. Um, if Shemet's out there and Shemet is, is playing really well, then it may go down. But I think if he can play really good defensively and play confidently like he did in that last game, he's not going to hit a bunch of threes. He shot 42% from the three-point line, which was really good, which, is, which, was, which was great compared to last year, finished with 16 points a game. Um, if he can play like he did in that last game and play solid defense and play with confidence and, you know, get finish around the rim, good, get touch around the mid range. Cause he was missing some open shots in the summer league that he, he got open looks. We're not expecting him to get open, uh, you know, separate and, you know, off the dribble because, you know, he's still getting better at that his explosiveness is just not, you know, it's not elite. He doesn't have elite athlete, athleticism. He's not an elite athlete. Doesn't have elite explosiveness. Doesn't have an elite first step, not an elite ball handler, just kind of solid at everything. Um, but just just to answer the question, I know is a, is a long winded answer because it, it's it, it, it's 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 interesting because we do have a lot of guys at the two on this team right now at the two at the three spot. Where does he fit? I think he I think he's going to come off the bench and get about fifteen minutes per game. Um, come in with about four minutes left in the first quarter. And um, he could be one of our better defenders, especially if we trade DeLon. If we trade DeLon, then we're going to need Johnny to play a good amount of minutes. And then they talked about Bilal being a shooting guard. 
So is Blau going to play the two? So, yeah, it's a good question. But to answer the question, I think 15 minutes a game to start off right now, 15 to 20 minutes, he'll be a really good defender, a 3 and D guy right now, a la Josh Hart or Bruce Brown, Avery Bradley, a guy like that. Yeah, looking at these three veterans who are on expiring deals, which is Mike Muscala, um, Gallo, and Shamet. I think Shemet's the one that has to be moved now. You know, you can easily say, all right, we can hold on to Gallinari and get his value up and flip him at the deadline. The same thing with Muscala because we don't have a lot of depth as far as at the center position. But Shemet, I mean, looking at Johnny Davis, you have to give him minutes because he's a young guy who had a dumpster fire of a rookie year, and he's trying to bring his, his value up. He's trying to bring his confidence up. You got to give him minutes because I'm telling you right now, I, looking at psychology, right, you sit him behind somebody, you're going to lose him. You know, he's a young guy. You got to get his confidence up. Give him minutes. Got to give him minutes. So, yeah, you got to find a way to get some value for Shemet. Maybe you include him with a potential DeLon Wright move. I know he was rumored that the um, Miami Heat were looking at him, but you got to try to flip him, man, because don't have him sit. Because if you have Johnny <laughs> sit another year behind a guy, now you could argue, yeah, he could sit behind Shemet and maybe you flip Shemet at, uh, at the deadline. But then you're looking at two seasons, man. He, you know, this guy hasn't played a whole year. And so if you go into year three, as a young guy where you haven't even played a full 82-game schedule, then, I mean, as far as the development standpoint, I mean, what are we talking about? You know, you got to give him minutes, you know, especially because last year, his year started badly. He went to the go-go. He got right, played well the last, you know, the last 10 games. But if he sits behind Shamet, you're going to lose him, man. I'm saying right now you're going to lose him, and you're, you're looking at a guy who could very well be a bust. He's got to get minutes He's, because, like I said, you cannot go into year three and say, look, I'm in my third year in the NBA, and I haven't even played an 82-game schedule or a full year, you know, so you got to definitely give him a full year under his belt, man, to see truly where he's at, man, because look, yeah, yeah, summer league, he had his ups and downs and he looked decent. He looked a lot better from last year, but look, five Sunday games ain't on 82 game schedule, man. I mean, the grind of a regular season, man, like that, that's where you find out where people at, especially young guys, you know, you need to put him out there and get him to play at 82 and see where he's really at. Because look again, next year you're going into year three if you don't see significant progress from johnny davis then you might have to move him and see what you can give i mean if he has any value at all and i look i'm a big fan of johnny davis man i want to see him succeed i think he can be a scorer in this league i think he can defend at a high level elite not yet but i think defensively he definitely is a dog but look it's very pivotal and you can argue the two people in the roster there who this year is really pivotal for is west Sunsell jr like you mentioned and johnny davis because year two man and just like I said, it was a terrible rookie year, man. It's been, mm. I mean, he's, you got to put, you got to give him minutes. So, yeah, 15 minutes, I can see that if they retain Shemet. But I think that eventually Dame Lillard is going to get moved. And I think that you could slide it, you could be a third team and maybe slide in there and get some value because, again, I want, I want to see Johnny Davis get 25 minutes on the bench. I want him to get some minutes on the bench and see where he's at because. It ain't it, it look summer league, man. It's, it's cool and all, but look, 82 games, regular season, regular season, a whole nother animal. You're going against guys who, man, are monsters. You know, summer league, you know, usually you're going against you know, there's a few guys in summer league that are above your levels, you know, who are just really talented guys, but most guys are just fighting for a spot. No, regular season NBA, man, you're going against everybody. So I want to see where he's at, man. So I, if it was me, I would definitely try to move Shemet before the season starts. I would definitely try to move Shemet and. I'm giving Johnny Davis all the minutes I can eat. So, that, yeah, that's where I'm at, man. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. 
Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Mm. Yeah, and he averaged 15 minutes a game, so that's about kind of where I see him right now. Um, and this Thunder front office, they didn't draft him. So what are their thoughts on him? What did they think about him before the draft? Maybe they didn't even, uh, uh, you know, maybe they weren't really interested in Johnny. Maybe he was the 20th. Uh, best player on their board. We just don't know. Um, so what do they think about him? They have no ties. They have no loyalty to him. So he's got to prove it to them. He's got to show it to them. And, uh, you know, we'll see from there. Uh, but I think he can be a good defensive player off the bench. And injuries happen, knock on wood. So he's been a durable player. So if somebody's not available one night, he may have to start. He's played the small forward position as well. So he can play at the small forward position too because he does play strong. He rebounds the ball really, really, really well. Um, other than scoring, he did some things really, really well last year. I thought he was an underrated passer as well. Um, he was a good lob thrower. He made some good passes uh, during the, the summer league as well and last year too. Uh, so he, he does other things than score right now. Scoring uh, definitely has to work on creating his own shot for himself, but I, I think he does other things really, really well, and he gets in the passing lanes too. If he can be out there and be a defensive uh, stalwart or just a, a guy that grinds, Jalen Suggs kind of plays a similar way just be a defensive bulldog, then I think, you know, it's going to be hard to keep him off the court. No, I totally agree. But he's got to get minutes. Because like yeah. I said, if he if he sits behind Shamet, man, it's tough to develop a guy playing 10 minutes, 15 minutes a game. It's just tough. It is, it is. You know what I mean? It's like asking a guy to be a pinch hitter and expecting him to hit 30 home runs a year. It's tough to he come off the bench and play very limited minutes. That's why I'm saying that I think the best serve for his career is to give him all the minutes you can off, off the second unit. Throw him in the fire, give him significant minutes to see where he's at because that's how you develop Johnny, man. You know, you get out there, you, he's got to evolve to the speed of the NBA because, look, the speed of the regular season is different than summer league. You know, th- that is the real deal. So he's got to get acclimated to the speed of the NBA. But I think that if they throw him out there, give him some uh, significant minutes off the bench, I think you will see a significant increase as far as talent level with Johnny Davis. But it, like like I said, you know, I, I, I kind of I sit behind this thought, man. I believe they need to move Schmidt. I don't. I don't see where Schmidt fits long term. Like I said, Gallinari. I get it. Is Patrick Baldwin Jr. necessarily ready to be at the four second unit? I don't think so yet. I think he may have to go to the Cap City Go Go. But I see the mm-hmm. potential with him. So I'm. If it's me, I can see where Gallinari fits at least to the deadline. Get his value up. Flip him. Mascala. I mean, I don't know if Vukovic is ready to be the backup yet. I think again, just you know, just like Patrick Baldwin Jr., you may want to see him in the Cap City Go Go because. He's very raw. You see the potential offensively, but he can't play with his back to the basket. You know, he's had trouble boxing out. And, you know, clearly he, he's still getting used to the speed of the NBA himself. So Mike Muscala is your guy. So that kind of goes into the first <laughs> conversation with Delon is that we need some depth when it comes to the center position. Because right now you, you got Daniel Gafford and Mike Muscala. And I, I get it, man. That's not the most electrifying tandem. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there's moves that needs to be made, man. I th- We both agree that you know, a consolidation trade needs to happen and they need to kind of thin out the herd a little bit and really figure out the depth, ch- depth chart going forward. Because look, before you know it, season's going to be here, man. Look, we both football guys, man. Look, football season's right around the corner, man. Time is coming, man. And once the NFL hits, man, the NBA ain't too far behind. So they got to make some important decisions. So, yeah. Um, so we'll go ahead and roll. Um, before we roll, man, you got anything you want to cover before we rock out? 
No, I'm excited to see Johnny, man. I'm excited for him. He's one of the guys that I'll definitely keep my eyes on this season coming up. Yeah, but like we always say, e the ball in is in is in his court, man. So he's got to perform. But I like Johnny. I want to see him succeed, and I think that the future is bright for this young man if he puts the work in. So we're gonna go ahead and call it today. Definitely appreciate everybody for showing up. Definitely appreciate the question. Keep the questions flowing. We're gonna do a lot of mailbag. It's the off season, gearing up to the season. So definitely shoot us your best questions. Anything, Russell, anything to do with us, man, we're going to answer your best questions. So thank you for making Locked the Wizards your first listen every single day, every day or tomorrow. We're going to do a mailbag, so definitely send us your best questions on potential moves and anything that has to do with the Wiz kids. So hail to the Wizards and peace. See y'all later. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.